audio check. Hey guys, uh, this is your host, Dr. Richard Waith here, and um, I don't have anyone on today. Um, today is just going to be a, you know, a rant or maybe like an explanation uh, as to maybe uh, what's going on in, in my life and some updates on my career and, um, you know, I guess like an update in the status of like RX Radio and, you know, how things are going to be going in the future. As some of you may or may not know, I have uh, I was offered a new position um, with a new company at VUCA Health um, as the president of the company, and uh, it is a full-time position, so I did quit my job at Publix, and this is what I'm going to be doing full-time. Um, and it's been a crazy, you know, it's only been uh, probably just over a month, and things have taken a turn in terms of like my workload and just kind of where I'm at in my career. Um you know, I have so much to learn with the company and I'm really like, I, I kind of became a student again, just trying to learn um, all the ins and outs of the company and operations and, and new industries of pharmacy. Um, and it's something I'm super excited about, but it is a lot, it is challenging. It's a lot of work and, um, but it's super exciting for me. Um, and I, but because of that, there has been a little bit of slowing of the content I've been producing with RX Radio. Um, I'm pretty behind on articles. I am really behind on the flash briefings. And some of you have mentioned that, you know, it was something that you guys liked listening to. And it's something that I do want to bring back. And it's just really dedicating and carving out the time to to produce that content. But it is something that I hope to keep going. So I did want to also explain kind of what uh, VUCA Health is. Um, it is a video content company. We have the largest library in the world of medication education videos. And our videos are in both English and Spanish. The company started out by placing um, QR codes on prescription vials. And patients would then be able to scan their vial and get access to information about their medication. And it actually allowed pharmacies to uh, have their patients opt out of getting the paper information. And um, it's, it's a really cool um, new way to provide a digital experience for people. And the company's grown to... Um, the company has grown to beyond just community pharmacies and, you know, now we're in specialty pharmacies and we have um, products that are out in hospitals and uh, we're working with insurance plans and, you know, and a lot of different types of uh, customers are, are jumping on board outside of the traditional community pharmacy. And we're integrated into medication management apps like the refill reminder apps like MediSafe. Part of what I've been strategizing on is to see, you know, what are the ways can I use, can we use this content and, um, you know, whether it be in all the new types of technology like voice and machine learning and things like that. So I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. Um, but, you know, you'll be seeing a lot of that, especially for me um, in my career. And you'll probably be hearing a lot about it on RX Radio. And because of the new role, you know, in terms of us mainly working with 
patient engagement. Um, a lot of the content, a lot of the things I want to do with the podcast is going to be geared towards, um, you know, patient engagement and technology and things like that. And, you know, there might be other things here and there, but my goal is to focus on that um, and see where it goes from there. Now, what's been pretty cool is in the new role, I've, you know, it's only been a month, but I have sat on some pretty, um, some pretty awesome meetings with um, high level executives at a lot of the major um, corporations of, you know, in healthcare and in pharmacy. And what's exciting to see is that, you know, these people are as passionate as I am about their patients, um, yet they're nowhere near patient facing, like how, you know, pharmacists are on the front lines. And I think that was pretty refreshing to see. Um, and to hear about how they're speaking about really just having a passion for patients. And I think, you know, that was a little bit of a surprise to me, I would say almost, because, you know, a lot of times we think they're so high up and they're in, you know, an office suite somewhere and they're not really thinking about the patient. But it was really cool to see the inside of that they really do have the patient in mind when um, having a lot of these conversations. And I recently met with a, uh, a pharmacy student, you know, hearing about my new role and um, kind of seeing what advice or what insights I had maybe on what a pharmacy student now could be doing, um, or even a pharmacist, I would say, because at the end of the day, I was a community pharmacist and, um, you know, and got into this new role. And he was kind of asking, you know, you know, what is ways that pharmacists now and pharmacy students can kind of do the same thing if they are trying to um, have either a non-traditional role or kind of just not be the traditional, you know, dispensing pharmacist, because obviously that is changing. And my advice was to, um, first of all, as a student, you know, I think you should be aiming towards doing a residency now. And it's only because I, you know, I didn't do a residency and I, I don't want to seem hypocritical or anything like that, but my main passion was in community pharmacy. And there was just, you know, at the time, no point in doing a residency if that was the, uh, the case. But in the current landscape, because so many people are looking to that credential, I would highly recommend trying to do a residency if you can, not to say that's like the end all be all, but I would recommend it. Um, unfortunately, and this is going to lead into, you know, the other thing I'm going to recommend, but unfortunately I do think at some point residencies are going to become diluted just as how technically the PharmD has become diluted because people are expecting you to get a residency now and then you're going to be BCPS certified. And I do think at some point all that stuff does get diluted but what I think does not get diluted is you, the individual and your brand. And I think that was my second piece of advice was to make sure that you really start to focus on a niche and or, or your brand and who you are and what you're going to be doing and your impact in pharmacy. And we started talking about a lot of the different niches that you can go into, you know, whether it be specialty pharmacy or technology, I mean, oncology, there's so many different things that you can niche out with in pharmacy. But I think if you like, I think if you're just in the mindset of I'm just gonna be a pharmacist and figure it out, I think that's where trouble will happen. But I would really advise if you pick a niche, find a niche, and become an expert at that in pharmacy, I think it's going to be a great way to set yourself apart. And, you know, assure that you're not just going to be, you know, a easily replaceable pharmacist out on the market. Speaking of specialty pharmacy, um, one thing I think that was kind of new to me in my new role is the importance and the like how crazy and how big specialty pharmacy is right now in the industry. Um, and I don't think pharmacy schools is doing a good job at preparing us for that industry. So I do think, you know, if, if you are thinking about a niche, um, I think it's going into specialty pharmacy, it would be 
um, you know, a really good thing to think about. There's so many different aspects to it that even, even within the specialty realm, you can niche out into. And, um, it, you know, it's such a huge driver in the industry. Every single meeting I've been on has involved basically specialty pharmacy and the impact it's having on their business. So, um, I would definitely recommend, you know, seeing how specialty pharmacy can probably fit into the role that you're doing now, um, or the role that you think you'd be doing in the future. And to end here, I really wanted to talk about quickly the um, the pill pack announcement with Amazon. And for those that have been following me for a while, you might have heard me talk about or maybe you've seen my articles that were around Amazon's pharmacy. And I basically kind of mentioned something similar to this. I, ne- I didn't really, you know, pill pack was mentioned in that article. I didn't say I didn't predict Amazon was going to buy pill pack, but I did think and wrote in those articles that Amazon was going to be doing something like PillPack. And I did, part of me also thought that the Amazon's entry into healthcare was going to be on only on the distribution part of it. I actually thought they were going to be a more supportive role to like independents and other pharmacies where, you know, they would just help with distributing and delivery. But, you know, seeing that they have, they really look, it really seems like they want to take the whole cake with everything. And, you know, obviously they went the route of buying access to patients and, you know, all these states that PillPack has and um, access to the infrastructure of that pharmacy. And um, I definitely would have, it's not surprising in a sense, you know, especially too, we heard, you know, Walmart was thinking about buying them as well. And, um, you know, so I guess it was on the radar that they were going to get acquired. But, I do think that this is going to be a huge like change for the industry as you're seeing on every headline. Um, I think that, you know, a a lot of what people are saying is they don't have a PBM uh, or they might need to buy Amazon might need to buy a PBM also to get access to, you know, some of these plans and their patients. But I think, you know, for prime members or, or even it might be everyone that's a pill pack member, I think Amazon's just going to come out with this super like crazy, you know, I don't know, $5 generic list or something where all the medications are like a set cost. And, um, you know, that's if you, if you look at how they got started with books, I mean, they they destroyed the book industry by basically losing money on selling books, basically. Like that's kind of what happened or or their margins were like real slim. And I think they're going to try to do that with medications and and in healthcare, I think they're going to, you know, try to see how they can offer this delivery at the, you know, when I say offer this delivery, offer this product, you know, these medications at like the lowest cost possible, um, especially for people that don't even have insurance. And then on the other end of it, kind of provide care and just a overall great experience for people. And I think it's really going to disrupt what's going on. It's going to put a lot of pressure on independence all the way up to, you know, the big, large chains. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, I think that, you know, the whole job situation, I think jobs are going to change. You know, there's a possibility that jobs are going to start to decrease depending on what the efficiencies come about and how some of these large corporations are going to try to cut costs to compete. But I think as with every sort of revolution in terms of an industry or technology or whatever the case may be, jobs lost in one place is going to create jobs in another. And I do believe that's going to happen with pharmacists. I do think that at some point down the line, we have to understand that the dispensing pharmacist is going to be a thing of the past. It is, if, if you just think about the act of it, it is 
so easy if you really look at the core of dispensing medication. It is easy. It is not something that requires eight years of training and a highly skilled professional to do. But there's so many other things that we we as highly skilled healthcare professionals can be doing. And I think it's just going to be up to us to find those different roles and how we're going to have an impact on patients and in healthcare um, to see how we're going to fit into that. So again, you know, the scariest thing I think to think about in these situations are, is are we going to have a job? And I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, it's just not going to be one that you think of the way it is right now. So to close out this conversation, um, I really do want to say thank you to everyone that's been listening and, you know, whether you're following on Instagram and liking the memes, tagging your friends, um, whether you're just listening to the podcast, um, if you've bought a book, even if you bought a book, I really appreciate you for that because that support's amazing there. And, um, you know, obviously it's great for the support and buying the book, but I really do think people are getting a lot of good value out of it. It's called The First Time Pharmacist. If you've never heard about it, it's available on iBooks and on Amazon and paperback and Kindle. So make sure you get a copy if you haven't. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, just thank you so much for your attention, for your listening and for your um, engagement with the content. I really do appreciate it. And I hope to keep this going and as providing as much value as I can to help the profession and to help pharmacists develop um, and help us give, you know, better health care to our patients. Thank you. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed what you just listened to. Make sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms. And however you're listening, whether it be on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or something else we didn't just mention, we'd appreciate you to subscribe, leave us a rating, and even drop us a comment and let us know what you think. And until next time, see you over the counter.